Welcome to the STEM Teacher Podcast. I'm your host, John Van Dusen. This is episode 76, Lateral Thinking Puzzles. For some reason, my regular microphone stopped working just now. I mean, I used it this morning, but I go to record this podcast and it's not working. So I have a backup microphone, which seems a little hot. It's a little loud, so you may have to adjust your volume a little bit. But today we are going to go over just some lateral thinking puzzles. I've had a binder in my possession for probably the last 12 years of teaching. And in it, I just keep adding lateral thinking puzzles. When I was teaching seventh, eighth, and sixth grade, I used to put one of these up on the board and we would talk about it. And just to, I always said it would get our brains warmed up. So we're just going to go over a few of these. I will pause in between the question and the answer. Um, give you a little bit of time if you want to stop the podcast and either talk about it with uh, whoever you're sitting with, your kids, or if you want to try to figure it out on your own, that's fine. If not, you will have a few seconds and I'll give you the answers. And then you can review them later and go back with your kids and ask them. So let's start off with one that you may or may not have heard of. A man was traveling across the country carrying a fox, a duck, and a bag of corn when he came to a river. There was a small boat in which he could ferry only one of the three items across the river at any one time. He could not leave the fox alone with the duck, or the duck would be eaten. And he could not leave the duck alone with the corn, or the corn would be eaten. So how did he get all three across? So go ahead and pause this podcast if you'd like. Try to figure it out. This is a great one you can do with manipulatives. So first thing you have to do, you have to take the duck across. So you take the duck across the river and you leave it. That left the fox and the corn. No big deal. Then you come back and you get the fox. You take the fox and you bring it across And now you take the duck and you take the duck back to the original position, leaving the fox on one side and the duck on the other as you bring the bag of corn over. So now you have the fox and the bag of corn on the same side of the river, the duck on the other side, go back and get the duck. So the duck gets to make two trips across the river. That's how you solve that one. Another great one you can do with manipulatives. The second one involves a bear. So a bear walks south for one mile. It then walks west for one mile. Then it walks north for one mile and ends up at the same point from which it started. What color was the bear? Now, this one is a little tougher. You have to first realize where you are and how is it possible that you can walk south, west, and then north and end up in the same place. It would It would appear that you would have to walk east for one mile to end up in the same place. However, if you realize that you are at the North Pole, everything is south. You walk south for one mile, west for one mile, north for one mile. You end up back at the North Pole. Therefore, the color of the bear is white. I like that one. That's a fun one. That one is tough for kids to understand sometimes unless you have a globe to show them. And even then, it's a little tough. All right, the next one. A woman had two sons that were born on the same hour of the same day in the same year, but they were not twins. How could this be so? Well, that's actually pretty easy. They weren't twins because there was two sons born and also a daughter making them triplets. That one's a lot of fun. I like that one. All right, let me go deeper into this. Now, this one you have to write down in order for for it to really make sense. 
And uh, once you know the trick, then you can write it down so that it, that it does make sense. What happened in 1961 that will not happen again until the year 6009? Again, you would have to write this down. Uh, computer letters or computer numbers tend to work best. And what happens is you can see the year right side up. If you turn it upside down, you will see the year again. So 1961, flip it upside down, looks like 1961. And the year 6009 looks like 6009 upside down. Now, this next one is one of my favorites, and I will usually have the students close their eyes, and I really elaborate. It's a real short, it's just one sentence here, but I really elaborate on this one um, just to get that vivid imagery. Imagine you are in a sinking rowboat in the middle of the ocean surrounded by sharks. How do you survive? So... Imagine you are in a sinking rowboat in the middle of the ocean surrounded by sharks. How do you survive? Now I get kids will come up with the craziest answers and I love it because this is really expanding their mind and they come up with different ways they're going to save themselves using a poncho or using a paddle or riding a shark like a, way, uh, like a horse, all kinds of amazing ideas. But it says, imagine you are in a sinking rowboat. All you have to do is stop imagining. So that one usually gets a lot of groans from the class. All right, this next one is good this time of year uh, because it's baseball season. How can you throw a ball as hard as you can and have it come back to you? Even if it doesn't hit anything, there's nothing attached to it and no one else catches or throws it. So how can you throw a ball as hard as you can and have it come back to you? Even if it doesn't hit anything, there's nothing attached to it, and no one else catches or throws it. Now, I, I try to set, set them up. I try to set their brains up here, and I have a picture of a pitcher, a baseball pitcher on this, to make them believe that we are throwing the ball horizontally. However, the answer to this question is you throw it as hard as you can straight up. Gravity will bring it back down. Let's go to the next one, and this one's kind of a riddle. Let's see, I run over fields and woods all day. Under the bed at night I sit, not alone. My tongue hangs out up and to the rear, awaiting to be filled in the morning. What am I? So I'll say it one more time. I run over the fields and woods all day. Under the bed at night I sit, not alone. My tongue hangs out up and to the rear awaiting to be filled in the morning. Well, obviously that is a shoe. Runs over the woods and fields all day, sits under the bed, not alone, because it's with its other shoe buddy. The tongue is hanging out up into the rear and waiting to be filled in the morning with a foot. I like that one. All right, this next one. If you throw it off the highest building, it will not break. But put me in the ocean, and I will. What am I? I'll say it one more time just to give you a little time to wrap your brain around that one. If you throw it off the highest building, it will not break. But if you put it in the ocean, it will. Well, that's easy. It's a Kleenex. All right. Again, these sometimes you get some just amazing 
ideas and answers from kids. And I really like using this because it really makes them expand their brain and their thinking into what is possible and what is not possible. And there's very few things that are not possible. All right, this one is one of my favorites. I am weightless, but you can see me. Put me in a bucket and I'll make it lighter. What am I? I am weightless, but you can see me. Put me in a bucket and I'll make it lighter. What am I? It's a hole. A hole is weightless, but you can see it. If you put a hole in a bucket, it'll make it lighter. I like that one a lot. That one's one of my favorites. All right, I think I have a couple more here. Oh, this one's good. And again, uh, you can do this on a board or a piece of paper. Um, how far can you walk into the woods? Now, you will get all kinds of crazy answers here, too, on how far you can walk into the woods. But the answer is halfway. Because once you get to the halfway point, you start walking out of the woods. Again, that one gets a lot of groans from the classroom. But I have one more. And this one almost has to be drawn out, but it's English-based. A man without eyes saw plums on a tree. He did not take plums. He did not leave plums. How could this be? I'll say it one more time. A man without eyes saw plums on a tree. He did not take plums. He did not leave plums. How could this be? You think about that one for a second. I'm going to get a quick drink of water here. All right, so here's how it works. A man without eyes, because the man has one eye. So he does not have eyes, he has an eye. And that's the key to this whole riddle. He saw plums on a tree. So plural, he saw plums. He did not take plums, he did not leave plums. So that's where it gets a little tricky with the pluralness. So he saw plums on a tree. He saw two plums on the tree, plural. He did not take plums because he only took one. And he did not leave plums because he only took one. So again, you might have to draw that one out. Maybe rewind and listen to that again. But a man without eyes, because he had one, saw plums on a tree. He saw two plums on the tree. He did not take plums. He did not leave plums. How could this be? He took one plum, not plums, and he left one plum, not plums. That will do it for episode 76 of the STEM Teacher Podcast. I ask that you like and share with your friends. You can also email me at uh, stemteacherpodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet me at Mr. Underscore JVD. You can also find stuff on my classroom at Mr. Underscore JVDUSEN. And if you've listened to the last few episodes of the STEM Teacher Podcast, you'll know that I have been giving shout outs for my new podcast, which uh, I am hosting for the Kingsford Fliver football team. And that is called the Kingsford Fliver Flash. It is available wherever you listen to the STEM teacher podcast. You can also listen to the Kingsford Fliver Flash, which talks about all the amazing things surrounding Fliver football. We talk with coaches. We talk with players. We do senior spotlights. We do a lot of Fliver history. It is just a really good time to produce that podcast and I hope that you can go give it a, lis a listen. The episodes are short much like the STEM teacher podcast usually 15 minutes at, a, at the max so you can listen to them uh, on a quick ride to work. You can speed them up on a lot of podcasting apps and it's just a really good time. Again that is the 
Kingsford Fliver Flash. You can also follow Kingsford Football on all the social media sites. Uh, if you go to the Kingsford Fliver Flash, all of the social media links are in the show notes. So until next time, this is Mr. Van Dusen asking you to keep an open mind and try to learn something new every day. You've been listening to the STEM Teacher Podcast, hosted by John Van Dusen, available on your favorite podcasting app. You can also see more on Twitter at Mr. Underscore JVD, on Instagram at Mr. Underscore JVDUSEN, or email John at stemteacherpodcast at gmail.com.